Hi and welcome to Success IQ Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 10. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world, I truly hope you are having a fantastic week. So we have another fantastic guest for the show this week, a co-host, if you will, Christy Stubb. And I met Christy at the, f- the very first time back in 2009 when we were part of Jack Canfield's very first Train the Trainer program. And it's been an absolute joy and privilege knowing her. Christy is driven by her passion for helping people from around the globe transform into strong, impactful, positive and influential leaders. Christy has been developing individuals, teams, organisations, to excellence in the areas of leadership, sales, and success for over 25 years. With a straightforward leadership philosophy, being a rock star is an attitude. It's a state of being. It's a choice. It's raising your hand and committing to being an elite performer, playing at the highest level, reaching the pinnacle of your chosen profession, and modeling excellence consistently to inspire and empower others to do the same. And I just want to take this opportunity again to say welcome to the show, Christy. I'm really looking forward to speaking to you about this. Hi, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me today. No, you're welcome. It's it's an it's an honor and a privilege to have you on. So, Christy, just just take a moment to explain to uh, the listeners your entrepreneurial journey and what has brought you to this place today. Well, for some reason, my whole life, up until about the age of probably 33, I thought I was going to have this, what I called the gazillion dollar idea, this invention that was just going to change the way people lived for the better. And when I got to 33 years old, I had an opportunity come up in my life, and I thought it's everything that I had worked for up until that point. And when that became an opportunity for me, I just looked at it and I said, wow, I don't want to do this anymore. And so I made some changes in my life. I turned down the opportunity. I made a big move, a physical move. And uh, I thought I was on a particular path, Jeff. And then about two years later, a book came along that we're both very familiar with, The Success Principles, by our good friend uh, and colleague, Jack Canfield. And I read the book, and that took me on the journey that I think I was looking for. And over the course of the next three or four years, I just sat back and I said, if I never had to earn a paycheck and I could make a lasting impact on the lives of leaders around the world and the people with whom they influence. And when I talk about leaders, I'm talking about transforming strong, impactful, positive, influential leaders. How could I do that? Mm. And so that really became this path that I've been on over the course of the last decade. And I just celebrated my seven years in business on November 1st. So for me, that's another thing to be thankful for. It was just a time to step back and reflect and say, it might not be a bazillion dollar idea that's tangible. Yet if we can, as you so eloquently say it, just one conversation at a time, create lasting impact in value, that ripples well beyond our tangible touch of another human being. 
yeah couldn't agree couldn't agree with you more and, it, and it's it's that it's that positive impact to a person that's going to positively impact isn't it Absolutely. And I am very purposeful when I say positive, Mm. because I believe right now in our homes, in our communities, in our governments and in our businesses, we are lacking good, strong, impactful, positive leadership. So there's a lot of leadership happening around the world. The question is, what can we do to make it positively impactful and influential? Yeah. And um, and what for you do you feel are the key are the key attributes to a good leader? Well, I tell you what, Jeff, it goes back to my model lead like a rock star. Yeah. And I have what I call the nine essential elements to leading like a rock star. And the first one, it's just very foundational. And it's self-directed rock stars. And that self-directed really starts from a foundation of Choosing to live by design, not by default. And it's stepping out of that space of complacency, of mediocrity, of status quo. And what I refer to as, you know, it's easy to sit back and complain. If you want a better life, you've got to step up and into that and choose to do it. So that self-directed rock star leader starts with the foundation of what are my values? Who am I? What do I stand for? What do I believe in? What am I passionate about? And how do I take it out into the world? What is my why? What is the reason I get out of bed every day? Yeah. And from there, it's also really believing in yourself and what you believe you want to do is possible and self-respect. And I think when you take a look at that self-directed rock star leader, it's really all about knowing who you are and being authentic from that space. Mm. Yeah. So, and I think, and I think sometimes there's that, that word authentic can be used. It, it's like the buzzword at the minute, but it is so important. It's so important to, to acknowledge the true version of you when you are yes. doing what you want to do. And too many people can like now, because it's the buzzword, either look at it because it's, it might be too fluffy for them, but actually right. authentic, authenticity really just means it's about, leading, you know, in the footsteps of how you really want to live and enjoy your life, isn't it? Absolutely. And as the, I have what I call, Jeff, the nine essential elements to leading like a rock star. And that foundation piece is the self-directed rock star leader. And I believe a key point in authenticity really drives the ninth essential element, which is modeling excellence. Because when we're truly authentic, we're not being authentic. We are authentic. It's in our character. And whether or not the spotlight is shining on us, social media is shining on us, the microphone is on, and we don't know whether or not it's on, it doesn't matter. It's we are who we are 24-7. We're modeling the excellence that we live in. And we, by modeling that excellence of who we are and being willing to share that with the world, I believe we inspire and empower others to do the same and to create that connection with who they are and how they show up in the world every day. I love that. Yeah, they're almost learning through osmosis. Absolutely. Sometimes they know and they look over and they go, boy, I really like how Jeff does X. Mm. And I don't want to be Jeff. However, I would like to incorporate those particular characteristics that he represents in my own life 
So learning either directly or indirectly from another person. And that's what I mean by that authenticity. Mm -hmm. It's not that we're trying to be that. It's that that's who we are. And we're so clear about who we are as an individual and as a leader. And many people go, well, I don't necessarily want to be a leader. Many times people think that might be a leader of an organization. First and foremost, when we show up in the world, we need to be a leader of ourselves, of our families, a leader in the community, whether or not we ever choose to step up into a leadership position within an organization. It's just about leading self first and then moving from that space. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. We're all we're all leaders of our own lives, and it's up to us to do something about it. I think if you don't lead, you you end up being you end up follow, and when you're following, it's you know you you're steering someone else's course, then, aren't you? Absolutely. And with that said, that goes back to that piece. Am I living my life by design or by default? Mm. Are other people dictating how I will live my life? Are other people telling me what I will do with my career? Because I don't have a plan for myself. So just that foundation of who am I? What do I want? And at the end of the day, when I leave this fabulous place called Mother Earth, what do I want my legacy to be left behind? Yeah, yeah. No, that's fantastic. Are there are there any, what are some of the other great, um, this, what do you call them, the nine core the nine essential elements to leading like a rock star. I love that. Oh, that's just and when you do, thank you. When you do all these things, Jeff, it's what I call the umbrella. You're putting the rock in your role, your yeah. R-O-L-E. Yeah. And so some of the items on the list include a, a big one that I think you would agree with me is it's really owning your results and taking responsibility for wherever you are in any area of your life. Yeah, it's being a game changer because leaders really need to be creating those new paths, those new new foundations, those maps that people will eventually walk down. Yet they're willing to go out kind of like a Range Rover in the middle of absolutely nowhere Mm. and figure out what does that new path look like? Um, Some other things that I love and you'll you'll sort of see a connection to one of my passions, one which is leadership and the other which is rock and roll. (laughs) Connecting with our audience and connection is how do we communicate? How do we have that conversation? How do we interact with one another, which leads us into creating lasting relationships, becoming highly sought after in what we do, and hanging out with rock stars, Mm -hmm. making sure that we're hanging out with in the 24 hours a day that we have the people who are going to help us move ahead positively and we mutually support one another, one another's goals and believe in each other on the days. Sometimes we don't believe in ourselves. Yeah. So the non-essential elements. Yeah. Well, I suppose it's, let's go into a couple of them because um, first of all, responsibility is you, you can't change anything unless you take responsibility. And, and I think that's the, you know, we know, we know Jack's model E plus R equals O. Um, I love that. I think it's such an easy way to it to explain that um that part of it but what do you think um what is your take on that responsibility what how do you find that leaders fail by not taking responsibility and what do you think are the and what what do you think are the key well, the key benefits of taking responsibility probably are very, very obvious. You, your life changes. But what do you think? Right. Where do you think the errors come when people don't take responsibility? 
Well, the way I like to explain it is that we have the choice, and that's part of the uh, the ABCs of leading like a rock star. Being a rock star is an attitude. It's a, be- a belief and it's um, a choice, right? So we have a choice in everything we do or don't do. And as the band Rush says, if we don't take action, we're still doing something. Yeah. So with regard to responsibility, it's I, I break it down into two things. When we take responsibility, we're empowering ourselves. And when we don't take responsibility, we're actually disempowering ourselves. And it's one of the messages that I'm really trying to work with my clients and even just general people in the community right now in America who are coming to me and saying, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't think I'm going to have a good next year because they don't necessarily like some of the choices that were made with their um, their votes or their candidates in November. And so what I try and say is I say, so let's take a look at the things that are staying the same. Your job is going to stay the same. Your business is going to stay the same. Your family is going to stay the same. You still wake up in the same bed every day. Now think about all the things that are staying the same. Think about all the things that you have control over. And I do go back into the thoughts, the beliefs, and the behavior by taking action or not taking action. Because I think as simple as it is, people very quickly lose sight when they get into a place of uncertainty and fear. So it's just coming back to, do you choose to allow others to have your power or do you choose to hold on to the power and control? And by power and control, I mean that again in a positive perspective. How can I do the things in my life to assure that I'm leading myself, my family, my team at the office in the best way I possibly can with the area of influence I have? There will be certain things that happen at all levels. How can I, though, just focus in on what I'm doing, making sure I'm doing the best that I can do on my day to day and what will happen will still happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so taking the opportunity to empower ourselves and not exactly give that power away so quickly. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Couldn't, couldn't agree with you more. And the, the, the final one I want to bring up is the people around us. It, yes. That's, oh, go ahead. That's, that, that's the thing, isn't it? It's making sure we have the people around us that inspire and motivate us and create that forward momentum and remove yes. the people who, you know, who sap our energy. Absolutely. And with that said, Jeff, that's a perfect way to tie in a couple of different things. I refer to this in my coaching and in my um, workshops as who's in your band. Mm. Take a look at the people in your band and who's supporting you, who's not supporting you. Why are they supporting you? Why are they not supporting you? And take a look at your band for the current day. Do you have the key players that you need to succeed? And I also say, don't ask from what others what you're not willing to give to them in return. And then, because if you think about a band, you might have a lead guitar, a bass guitar, a drummer, a lead singer, and possibly a keyboardist. Yeah. And if one of those members of the band is playing out of tune, or the singer has some kind of laryngitis, it's not going to come together to create that audience connection that the fans and the followers in the audience want to see from their favorite group. So making sure that currently for where you are in this stage of your life and in your career, the people you're spending the most time with are the people who support you 
Yes. And believe in your dreams and push you and nudge you and kick you and celebrate you when you get to where you want. And what do I want to do in the next number of years? And does my current band fit the needs of my future self? And I'll give you an explanation of what I mean. Okay. When I first met you, um, 2009, I was a, wasn't it? Wow. Yes, exactly. And I was about um, a year away, I thought at the time, from starting my own business because I put together a three-year plan and ended up starting it about six six months early. Hmm. Yet when I got to that point and I was taking a look at, I've been in corporate America at that time almost 20 years, and I thought all of my the five people I spend the most time with are girlfriends of mine who are in the same industry. We're sort of capped making the same amount of money because we were salespeople. And I started thinking about, I don't have anyone in my current band of success that supports being an entrepreneur, being a small business owner, being someone who had generated a million dollars more in revenue. That's where I wanted to go. So what I needed to do, Jeff, is I needed to take a look at how can I start inviting new people into my band so that I would know it's okay to not make money right away. Mm. I know that I know I can learn from people who've made a million dollars and lost a million dollars and made a million dollars again. I wanted to hang around with women. My ultimate vision is to be one of the 3% of American business women mm. owners who generate a million dollars or more per year. I needed to start hanging out with to learn from women who were already doing that. So when we take a look at hanging out with rock stars, it's who are the people in my band right now and are they the right people? And not necessarily that they're gonna leave when you go on to the next stage of your life, just creating a new band of success that will help support your future success as well. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, and I can complete. I know how much it's helped me in my life making sure that I, well, I call it getting rid of the chaff. It's you know getting rid I of the, you know getting rid of the people that they aren't necessarily um, you know bad people. They're just right. not not good for my growth. And it's yes. sometimes the you have to if 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 your future and your success is important to you. Sometimes you have to make those important choices to go. Some of these people need to go because they're just not, there's no positive benefit you know, apart from maybe going out and having a drink with them and talking about, you know, shooting the breeze or whatever it is. But actually from the point of growth, there is no yes. benefit of us, of me spending my majority of my time with these people. Absolutely. Surround yourself with like-minded and like-valued people yeah. and you will soar together. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. Brilliant. Well, Christy, it's, um, it's, I could talk to you forever just to catch up really as well. <laughs> um, so what I want to do is um, go to the second part of the show where we, um, I ask all my guests the uh, same set of questions uh, because what it's interesting is, is the common threads that flow through, through all of them. So the first question is, how much time do you spend a week on self-development? That's a really good question. I try and spend at least 15 minutes every day mm. watching a TED video, reading an article online, something like that mm. in terms of a week. I will also tell you, Jeff, in addition to that, I invest either somewhere between two and this year, it's actually four weeks 
where I am doing personal and professional development Mm. so that I can continue to grow and be the best me that I can be. And also so I can go out and learn tips, tools, assessments, the things that will help my clients because I'm staying on the cutting edge of what's happening in terms of coaching, leadership development, et cetera. So most people go, I just can't even believe I don't have time to do things like that. And what I say is I'm not spending or wasting any time. I'm investing. And that investment helps me be a better me and it helps me be better for my clients to help them reach their ultimate visions in life as well. Yeah, and also uh, you bring up a really good point because the the importance, you know, uh, as as we are trainers, teachers, you know, coaches or speakers or whatever it is that we, we yes. do, if we're trying to sell that to our yes. clients to invest in us, there has to be the congruency is is that we spend as much time developing our skills because then it's Absolutely. like you you've got to practice what you preach. Absolutely. And I think Jeff in addition to everything that we've said, one thing I always tell the leaders that I work with mm. is that we really in my opinion we never arrive. No. We never hit the ultimate pinnacle of leadership. And I've worked with some leaders to identify the blind spot. We don't know it all. No. We haven't arrived. And when we think we do, we're not only short selling ourselves individually and as a leader, we're really selling short the people who are loyal to us, who believe in us, who want to continue to, to grow and learn as well. So investment and ongoing investment, whether it's formal education, whether it's experiential workshops, whether it's different tools and tricks that we as um, transformational leaders helping other leaders lead are so important ongoing. No, brilliant, brilliant. Um, Okay, so second question is, what is your favorite book and why? Personal development book. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be a traditional personal development book, but it's a book that has taught you something that has either helped you uh, create uh, or harness the value or just something that has benefited you? Well, Jeff, I must say it would be my own book, Lead Like a Rockstar, How to Put the Rock <laughs> in Your Leadership Role, only that's not done yet. So no, okay, okay. <laughs> what we will do is I will tell you um, The Success Principles by Jack Canfield was a game changer for me yeah. because what ended up happening is I thought – that book was going to be about how do I make more? How do I succeed more? How do I achieve more? And when I came across that book, it ended up being a game changer for my life. When I came across that book, I, I did one thing and I did it really well. And that was, I was a corporate workaholic. I occasionally slept slept under my desk. I canceled vacations with my family I would rather work through the weekend than actually take a weekend off and spend it with friends or family or traveling like I I enjoyed. And so I saw this opportunity as continue my corporate success. And diving into this work helped me find some of my own blind spots. Um, It helped me realize that the one thing that I really believe was my success from the my success vision from the time I was eight years old on, it was, you know, get a college degree, achieve, succeed, and make a lot of money and life will be great. 
And one of the biggest things I found out is I was really lonely in that world. Mm -hmm. And so many of the people, including my significant other that's been with me for five years, many of the people that are in my life today, Jeff, 10 years ago, we would have walked by and and not even um, have been interested in getting to know one another. So I I think I stopped counting at 1,001 books of the success principles that I had gifted. Mm -hmm. And I just think any challenge that someone is experiencing in life, any opportunity for growth they're they're looking for, there is something in the book Mm -hmm. that is immediately applicable and actionable to get us from where we are closer to where we want to be. Yeah. Brilliant. I totally, yep, here, here. I totally agree with that one. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The third question is, is what is your favorite app? Oh, you know, I well, <laughs> I wish I was a technology genius, and it's probably an area of opportunity in my life. <laughs> my favorite app, um, I think my go-to app is just my Facebook app on my phone. Okay. Because I think Facebook has made it so easy to connect with one another and they continue to find ways for us to enroll and engage and share, Mm. share our lives, share our messages, share what we love and uh, hopefully share inspirational messages that will touch people from around the world that may never have the opportunity to meet us, to work with us, to sit in a workshop that we might be attending there, they may be in a place that is so remote or Mm. it's just an opportunity to be able to connect with many of the things that are good and right in the world. Yeah, totally agree. It's a, it's a, it's a great thing. And it's, it's, it's managing it though, isn't it? Because it's also, they can be, it can be a distraction, but it's, it's, and I'm amazed how many dog videos and cat videos can actually appear in one day but, but you know but never mind okay so- well, i have to say one, one quick funny thing my significant and i my significant other len and i uh often say okay if we need to increase the likes we need to put a bobcat in a photo yeah, we do I'm, I'm training my dog at the minute just just to do something that um that may may just up my likes absolutely it might get you on a late night talk show in in america yeah Yeah, absolutely why not okay so question number four is what's your biggest business mistake and what did it teach you oh that kind of goes back to entrepreneurial Mm. uh the shift from being a a corporate employee to an entrepreneur solo entrepreneur i want to emphasize solo entrepreneur Mm. um in when I was in my corporate setting, if there was anything I needed that was outside my area of specialty, I could pick up the phone and someone would be there. And I remember, especially going back to technology, it probably took me, I want to say two months, but realistically it was probably two weeks to set my, uh, internet workstation, technology station up in my home office when I first started, because I thought I needed to do everything myself. And one of the reasons that my executive clients come to me, and they don't know it, is because I need to help them delegate. 
And I think one of the challenges in me being a solopreneur from trying to set up my own network at home um, to even occasionally today is that I have to do everything. And the fact of the matter is, if I would have hired someone who was a technical genius to come in in the beginning, who probably could have set it up in a day, it would have saved my two weeks plus the time it took for them to come correct my challenges. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I know because we do. You, you when you start off, you want to. There's an element where you have to do it all because obviously it keeps the budget down. But then exactly. it's a it, part of it is it's learning to let go, mm-hmm. because ultimately you do what you want to do because you love what you do and you can right. a, absorb so much time in court in working in the business on the on the stuff that doesn't sort of if you will give you make you want to feel like you want to rock. It, Absolutely. You, you just sit there and go, well, okay, so it's it's marketing for the next three days or sales or gets, you know, as soon as you can delegate yes. it out and, you know, it will change everything. And I think one of the early lessons too was I thought I had to pay for everything. Hmm. And someone suggested, what if you were to barter? Yeah. And that's yeah. never even a thought. So for people no. who might be entrepreneurs just starting out, Find someone, if you're a speaker or a coach, find someone who's really gifted and talented in the core genius of marketing and copywriting and graphics and trade them out for coaching or some opportunity like that. It saves time. It saves energy. And like Jeff was saying, it really gives you the opportunity to do what you do best and do it well. Yeah. Never underestimate your currency of time. Yes. Yes. Because there are two currencies. Um, so it's yeah, very good point. Um, okay, so question number five is, what are your challenges between balancing work and life and how do you solve them or work on solving them? Well, it's funny. I don't know if this is going to make sense to the worldwide audience, but oftentimes when people are going into business, they ask me different things. And I said, you know, if I were still in corporate America, we probably wouldn't have connected because there's a um, – a big box store here that specializes in appliances and at the time used to specialize in um, hardware like wrenches and screwdrivers and hammers. And so it was the company called Sears Mm. and their whole marketing campaign probably 15, 20 years ago was the hardware department at Sears. Mm. And I said, you know, that's what made me successful is I was boom, 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 driven, A-type, go, 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 sleep under my desk, do whatever I needed to do. And then as I started doing this work, <laughs> I shifted to the what they call the softer side of Sears, the fluffy, the soft, the comfortable. Mm. And for me, it's always trying to find the balance between the two. Yeah. So I don't just sit in the hardware department. I don't just sit in the softer side. I come together and I take the things from that hardware department that continue to make me successful and the softer side of me balancing out the harder side. And for me, that's where it's coming to that center space to do the things I'm good at, use a little bit of the the drive, a little bit of the competitive spirit, and at the same time, being soft and being collaborative as I move forward in the business. No, that's brilliant. Excellent. Okay. Question number six, what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known when you started out? 
I think, Jeff, it really goes back to you don't have to do everything yourself and have a plan. Really mind map your your idea out. What are all the things that you need to do, whether you're going to go rent an office or start in a home office or a garage? What are the things that you need to have set up from day one? So while you're making a transition, you can be taking care of all those things. So on that day, you choose to step into your garage or you choose to step into your your office. Everything is ready to rock and roll. Not to say that something's not going to come up and, you know, take you out for a day or two. Just as much as you can do ahead of time to set yourself up for success, that's what I would really focus in on. Yeah. And surrounding yourself with people who've already done what you want to do. Yeah, no, that's a very good one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, seek 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 people who are further down the path. Totally. Yeah, no, very very good. Okay, so we come to question seven, which is the life lesson question. So uh, as usual, I ask my guests to pick a number between one to fifty. That um, each number represents a life lesson that I've learned in my life. Um, we're going to come up, we'll discuss it, and and see what your experience is with the same thing. So. Pick a number between one to 50. I am going to pick the number eight. It was eight weeks ago, I mean, eight years ago, this week that I received my executive MBA, which was one of the three things that was important to me in my three-year transition, Jeff, Mm. from corporate America to starting my own business. And that was one of the goals along the way. So I celebrate eight years this week. Okay, so this one is called the Mind Advantage. So it really focuses on when, for me, is what I noticed was it wasn't until I started to really work on my own development, that's when I started to make the big shifts. You know, we you mentioned it before where we we kind of like start off where we know all this stuff and we don't need, we're not, we're just sort of dealing with mediocrity and, and living the mundane. Yes. And it's about the importance of taking time out every single day and I mean every single day as, as much as we can, yes. even if it's like 15 minutes, to develop a good mindset. Absolutely. And how, how do you – and for you is what – because obviously you were an A-type personality, you you worked, 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 and all of that sort of stuff. But there's an element where – and I think you brought a good point up about the mind – is it's not just the hard stuff. Right. So many people will work on my sales strategy. So many people will work on my marketing strategy. And actually, and something that I probably picked up more when I did Train the Trainer with you with Jack Canfield, was there so much more of the soft stuff that needs to develop to really give that rounded you? Absolutely. Uh, And it's interesting because going back to the ABCs of leading like a rock star, the first piece is... Uh, being a rock star is an attitude. It's your mindset because that is going to set the stage for everything else. And um, I think in terms of recognizing, acknowledging, strengthening, if you're someone who needs to strengthen the softer side, one of the quotes that I hold most dear is uh, Maya Angelou when she said, people won't remember what you say they will remember how you made them feel. Yeah. And I think with that, that just covers that piece. Mm. Yeah, totally. Brilliant. Okay. So we've come to the end of the show, which is such a shame. So um, <laughs> could you, because obviously I know you, 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 your books 
coming out soon. So could you tell people how people can find out more about you and how people can find more about the book? Um, and then I'll put everything on the show notes as well. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Jeff. And again, I just want to thank you and acknowledge you. Uh, a group of us from around the world had reached out to you and asked for some support on the book, the Success University for Women in Business book. It came out on Kindle on November 15th. The paperback release was on uh, Tuesday, November 29th. And it's 16 women from around the world who are coming together to put together a book really that takes a look at different phases, different chapters over a woman's career life cycle. Mm. So whether you're getting in the door, you're getting a life looking for that life balance, whether you're looking to get ahead or to get a legacy, those are the four different sections of the book. It's real life stories of challenges, losses, um, triumphs, where women share with you things that may happen to you along your career path and how they've chosen to deal with it. And I think when you read the different stories in there, um, you're going to find something that you relate to in one of those 16 chapters. And going back to just to kind of tie this up with a bow, Jeff, we started out by saying uh, lead like a rock star, self-directed rock stars Mm. really are clear on the foundation of who they are driven by their values. My chapter in the book is standing in integrity. And what I would really love women to do is to empower themselves by preparing, empowering themselves and being proactive when it comes to integrity. So when, and I do believe it will happen at who knows at what point in time and maybe have already happened, your integrity will be challenged. And if you're prepared, proactive and empowered around values and integrity, you will probably come out in better shape than if you sort of get bombarded with a situation in your life that you really weren't expecting. So I just think 16 women from around the world giving a a story that women will connect with one of the 16, if not multiple, um, one of, uh, not multiple stories. And and it's something that you can share with women just to to help them in the workplace and really help them in life. And I do have to say one of the, um, Amazon referrals recommendations that we got was by a gentleman who said, um, you know, they say this is a book for women by women. And I will tell you, it's just as applicable to men as well. Yeah. So yeah. there you have it. <laughs> yeah. And I'll also say, I know, if not all, the majority of the authors, and they're all fantastic people. So, um, and they've got great stories and everything. So it's, it's um, definitely recommended. So what is your website? And I'll put a link to the, um, to the book as well. Thanks, Jeff. It's my name. It's Christy Staub.com. K-R-I-S-T-I-S-T-A-A-B.com. Brilliant. Excellent, Christy. So thank you very much. I just want to take this opportunity. It was a pleasure having you on the show. It was lovely to reconnect with you because we haven't spoken in a while. And, um, you know, I wish you the greatest success. Jeff, I want to say the pleasure's all mine. And please let me know how I may support your continued success as well. Brilliant. Thanks very much. Take care of yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. 
So we've come to the end of the show. I hope you've enjoyed it. And if you have benefited from listening, please could you take some time to pop over to iTunes, leave a review and a rating as it helps me promote the show, allowing me to support other people, which you know is a big mission of mine. If you would like to email me to ask some questions or perhaps suggest some topics, you can send me emails to podcast at jeffnicholson.co.uk. I love hearing from you and your feedback really does help me make this show better. If you would like to find out more about me and how I can assist you to live the exceptional life, then you can visit www.jeffnicholson.co.uk or you can follow me on Twitter, which is GNCoach, and all the other social media sites is Jeff Nicholson UK. I look forward to speaking to you next week, and I wish you the greatest success. Take care.